Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's, well, it's not really a big matchup against Hertha Berlin in the Bundesliga, but it's a matchup nonetheless. An important one for Bayern Munich. It seems weird to be saying that at this stage of the season, but here we are. Here the bleep we are. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go full explicit, like I need no name to it over the weekend. Uh, when Bayern Munich dropped uh, just a, an awful loss. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else we can say about that that hasn't already been said. Uh, losing to Mainz 3-1 was was not a good look. But uh, I'll try and keep it uh, rated PG on this for now. <laughs> uh, we do have a lot to talk about in terms of the game, even though it does seem like a bit of a mismatch despite Bayern Munich's poor form. Uh, let's just take a look at things. And as we always do, we'll talk about where the teams are in the table, what their recent form is. Uh, Bayern Munich will, of course, be hosting Hertha Berlin. And I think Bayern needs a home match right now. They need some comfort. They need something to get going back in the right direction. As far as where the teams are in the Bundesliga table, Bayern Munich is at second place. They have 17 wins, eight draws, and four losses through 29 match days. That's good for 59 points, which puts them one point behind first place Borussia Dortmund. How weird does that sound at this stage of the season? And four points ahead of third place Union Berlin. The Bundesliga table itself is kind of weird if you think about it. Right now, the top six positions are in order. Dortmund, Bayern, Union Berlin, SC Freiburg, RB Leipzig, and Bayer Leverkusen. But Mainz is not far behind. In seventh place, Wolfsburg in eighth place is just four points out of a top six position. It's really, really competitive. Uh, I think it's safe to say that even with the limited amount of games left, given the form of Bayern Munich, given the ability to buckle of Borussia Dortmund, and given the determination of the other sides that are involved here, just about anything that can just about anything can happen. So um, this is definitely going to be an interesting final few weeks in the Bundesliga. But anyway, back to Bayern Munich: seventy-nine goals for, thirty-three against in the league. Over the course of Bayern Munich's last five matches, they have two wins, one draw, two losses. Of course, last week they dropped the 3-1 decision to Mainz, which was a complete and utter collapse in the second half. Bayern Munich showed zero urgency, zero heart, uh, zero fight, and it was very disappointing. And I think a lot of fans came away from that pretty irate. I think the club is realizing that it made a massive mistake with the firing of Julian Nagelsmann when they did. And it doesn't necessarily mean that Nagelsmann would have avoided all this, although I think he would have. It just means that to do it at that stage of the season, it didn't leave this team much room really to fix things, to get on the same page under a new coach. And with Tuchel, he is a tinkerer to the nth degree, so he is trying to figure things out. This is just a mess. It is a complete and utter mess. Uh, there's no other way to put that. As for Hertha Berlin... Well, if you want to talk about a mess, you could really look at their season. Hertha Berlin is in 18th place of the table, dead last. Uh, through 29 match days, they have five wins, seven draws, and 17 losses. That's good for 22 points. That is two points behind 17th place Schalke, 
three points behind 16th place VFB Stuttgart. It's hard to believe that those three clubs are the bottom three teams in the table, but here we are. Hertha Berlin is definitely on the verge of relegation. Uh, in fact, it looks very likely at this point. They have 35 goals for, 59 against. Over the course of their five, well, their last five match days, they have one draw and four losses. Last week, they dropped a 4-2 decision to Werder Bremen. This Hertha Berlin team is pretty terrible. I mean, <laughs> Pal Dardai can't save this team. No one can save this team. They have a lackluster roster. They have a bunch of ill-fitting parts. They don't look like they've played with any urgency or motivation all season. It is a just, just a bleep show. If you want me to put it in the best possible way, that's what it is. Now, they do have some players that could make things a little bit hard on Bayern Munich. Uh, Dodi Luki Bacchiao has always been a thorn in the side of Bayern. He, of course... Uh, has 11 league goals this season. Could be an issue for Byron if Byron lets it go that direction. But otherwise, uh, there are a lot of names you would recognize on this roster. Kevin Prince-Boateng, Jean-Paul Boteas, Marco Richter, Swat Sirdar. Uh, those are just to name a few. If you look at their defensive core, uh, you could really, you know, John Joe Kenny, Max Mittelstadt. Marvin Plattenberg. These are all names that you know. These are all names that have had extremely poor seasons uh, for a very, very bad team. So if you were looking for a positive in this weekend for Bayern Munich, if you needed to match up against anyone that would give you a favorable chance at winning, it would be Hertha Berlin. And I think that's the most important thing <laughs> about this weekend for Bayern Munich. They just need a win. They need to get three points not just to hopefully vault them into first place if, if Borussia Dortmund slips up, uh, which you never know. Dortmund has shown a proclivity to doing such things uh, over the course of their uh, club history. But Bayern needs three points for the confidence of the team. They need to stay in the race. There's a lot that they need right now. I think that, if anything, this will give... Thomas Tuchel, an opportunity to start to look at things that are working, start to look at things that aren't. And it will give him a good idea of what he needs to do moving forward. As far as Dortmund goes, they'll be playing VFL Bochum, which is not necessarily an easy matchup, but not necessarily the hardest matchup either. They will be visiting Bochum. Uh, so I don't know if you can ever say with Dortmund they can you can count those three points, but in this case, I think you can. But either way, Bayern and Hertha Berlin will will square off. Uh, when we look at Bayern Munich for this match, it, it's a little bit difficult to figure out what Tuchel's going to do. Uh, it's difficult to figure out who his starting 11 will be. And even at this point, it's, it's tough to even figure out what kind of formation he's going to run. But I'm here to do, to do just that. So I'm going to give it my best guess at how Tuchel's going to line all this up. There have been a lot of developments over the course of the week in terms of uh, players' futures and a lot of transfer rumors and whatnot. None of that matters right now. Tuchel knows he needs three points because the only thing that looks worse or that would look worse than being eliminated from the Pokal, being smashed out of the Champions League, and so on, is to lose the Bundesliga lead 
and eventually lose the title, especially if it happens to Borussia Dortmund. So Tuchel has a lot of pressure on him, believe it or not. I mean, I know a lot of you aren't used to Bayern Munich being in a race at this point in the season, but um, this is definitely what it's like, and this is definitely going to be uh, a tense situation, even against the last-place team in the league. So let's take a, a guess now at who Tuchel will start in his 11 for this match. I think Jan Sommer is, is the no-brainer, call it goalkeeper. He has come under some fire of late. His future is absolutely in doubt, not because of, of his performance, but just because of the glut of goalkeepers that Bayern Munich is going to have. You're going to have Manuel Neuer coming back. You're going to have Alexander Nubel. You have Sven Ulreich already there. You have Johanna Schenk. It's just a lot. And for Sommer, I think this is probably his swan song. These are probably his final games in a Bayern Munich uniform. But of anyone, he is the player, I think, that is has really held down the fort and done what he is supposed to do as a player at Bayern Munich. He was brought in to keep the, keep the team competitive, to give them a chance in all of their competitions. I don't believe he has been really the, the main or even a contributing factor to Bayern's downfall this season. Uh, Summer has done everything that he's been asked to do. No-brainer to start here. At center back, this becomes a little bit interesting because as we have seen, Tuchel has preferred a 4-2-3-1. And of course, Bayern has had three center backs, if you count Pavar as a center back, really playing at a high level for most of the season. Uh, Dayo Upamakano, of course, has been pretty terrible of late, but I don't think this is a situation where Tuchel's going to mess around and deviate too much. Uh, I think he will go with Upamakano and Delict as his center backs. I think that will push Pavar over to right back. And I think he will use Giaconcello as the left back. That does put Alfonso Davies out because, of course, he is uh, nursing that injury. Uh, if if Tuchel was going to uh, mix it up a bit, we could see Nusar Mizrawi start at right back. We could see Pavar push in and take Upamakano's place. But without Alfonso Davies in the mix, it pretty much assures that Giaconcello will be over at left back and that we will have either Benjamin Pavar or Nusar Mizrawi at right back. I just think it will beat Pavar at this point. You might notice that I'm not saying anything about Josip Stanisic. I think Stanisic had a pretty awful game last week, which is not really characteristic for him this season. Uh, Stanisic really struggled, and I think for right now he'll be out of the mix. Of course, if Tuchel does go to a back three, uh, Stanisic could be a, a – a candidate to start at a couple of different spots, either center back or right wing back, but don't think we're going to see that. I think we will see Delict Upamakano as the center backs and Cancelo at left back and Pavar right back. That's how the back line will be. Uh, at least that's what I'm guessing it will be. In the midfield, it's normally a no-brainer to say Yashit Kimmich and Leon Goretzka will be the double pivot, but Goretzka has not really thrived under Tuchel. Tuchel has really targeted Gretzka in a few games and given him a lot of harsh criticism uh, during the matches, has not said a ton uh, in the post-game pressers or anything like that. Uh, I don't think Gretzka has been horrible. I know he's getting just a ton of heat on online right now. Kimmich has caught some strays there as well. I don't think he has been terrible. I don't think either player was at the top of their respective games against Mainz. But who else? is Tuchel supposed to go with here? Is he supposed to go with Ryan Gravenberg? I mean, Gravenberg has been 
one, he hasn't played a lot. Two, he's been disgruntled all season and has done more complaining to the media than he actually does has done good things on the pitch. It's kind of it's kind of bizarre when you look at Gravenberg. And I, I've spoke about this, I've written about this, but it seems like, and I'm going to give the kid a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here, that he was sold a bill of goods on what his role would be. And it seems like now he's really pissed off about it. The problem is he's handling it in such an immature way that he's really neutering his own ability to push for more playing time. The more he goes to the media, the more he's perceived as immature. Now, we don't know what he's doing at practice. Apparently, it can't be that good if he can't even get uh, win some playing time when, when Kimmich and Goretzka are struggling. We've heard a lot about what his deficiencies are, particularly in the defensive end. We've seen that for ourselves. He has not been great when he's been on the pitch, particularly at the defensive end of the, of the field. Uh, I don't think this is a spot where Tuchel's going to point to Gravenberg and give him the start. I think it would be a bad message. I think it would be something that would not go over well in the locker room. One, it's a bad message because he's been complaining. He has went to the media and to his own admission, has not even went to the club to talk about his situation. He hasn't even escalated this within the organization. He has just immediately went to the media. So if Tuchel caves and plays him, it's going to give that same look of Jao Cancelo getting the start after bailing on his teammates who were celebrating a big win over Borussia Dortmund. And if you think that has not played a role in team morale, I think you're wrong. Uh, when a coach makes a decision like that, when they point to a selfish player and reward that selfish player for doing something, it sends a bad message to everyone. That's why I don't think Gravin Burke will get the call this week. As much as some fans want to see him, his behavior going to the press, I think it's now the third official time. It's really, it's patently unacceptable. And for a young kid, he needs to, I mean, you would like to think that he knows better than that, that he's being advised not to do that, but he's made some bad decisions. And if his play on the field backed up that he should warrant more playing time, then great, but it hasn't. And again, like, I don't know how he performs at training. That's, you know, we're not there. BFW is not one of the uh, journos down on the field snapping picks. We're not there. So we don't know. And we haven't really seen that many reports about what goes on in training, especially with players like Gravenberg. We've, we've seen some hints that maybe he hasn't, adapted as well or that he hasn't been the most consistent but we haven't seen anything wholly damning of him so we can only ascertain that things aren't going really well there because he has not gotten more playing time the attack this is where it gets a little bit complicated eric maxim Chupomoting likely not going to play has not trained so you would think that at striker we're either going to see sadio mane or mathis tell uh, matisse tell has actually I think been a player that a lot of people want to see more of. It does not really appear right now that, that Thomas Tuchel really trusts him. Uh, being a young player, being a player whose profile is kind of caught in between being a striker and a wing. It might not be exactly the kind of player that Tuchel wants to run his number nine spot, but I don't think Sadio Mane is really that profile either. The only difference is Mane is a veteran He's the team's highest paid player, and he has performed on the big stage several times. He did have Byron Skull last week. I think Mane will get the call at the nine. I don't know if I love that, but I don't know what other, what other options are out there. I certainly don't want to see Thomas Muller at the nine. 
Speaking of Thomas Miller, I think he's going back to the bench. I think we will see Jamal Musiala at the 10. Not sure that's the best move either. I think Musiala has taken a bit of a physical beating this year. Has not looked overly comfortable this entire Rook Runda. He has been in a big slump since the World Cup. If I'm the coach, I'm really spending a lot of time with Musiala, talking to him, seeing how he's feeling, seeing physically if if he's even all there. We don't know the physical toll that's been taking on that's been taken on him, and we don't know if you know he's a slight guy, and we all know that, and we all know that that's part of what makes him such a good player is his his ability to be light and move around and have that burst of speed that he has to be able to beat someone one on one. I've been campaigning for him to play wing just to get him out in the open, give him some space to work with, put him in 1v1 situations. Don't put him in the middle where he's prone to get beat up and make mistakes and force things. He's clearly not playing at the level that he was in the Hinronda, but Byron's in a bad spot. They've committed to him. Uh, Even though Thomas Muller has been an effective player this year, there's really no spot for him right now. If Byron's going to continue to use Musiala at the 10 and play this formation, uh, Muller's the odd man out unless Tuchel sends Musiala to the bench, which I just don't know that he's going to do, especially in this spot. At the wing positions, it's a little bit more complicated in some ways, but since Mane's playing striker and Musiala's playing the 10, I think it's safe to say that we're going to see Leroy Sané and Kingsley Coman at the wings. Serge Gnabry has, has been really off of late, has not played well, has not responded to Tuchel's coaching, has not responded to Tuchel moving him to striker. Whatever is going on with Serge Gnabry, he is yet another Bayern Munich player that's in a funk. It's really tough to watch because he has been very good at times with this Bayern Munich team over the years. He just has not been able to put it together in this Rook Rondo, which is a consistent point. For many of these players, they have all been in a collective slump here in the second half of the season. It's been very disappointing, but I think you have to go with Sané and Coman because you need these three points. You really can't gamble and and risk anything. Uh, It sounds stupid to say that against the last place team in the league, but Bayern needs to take this game seriously. If you would have asked me a month and a half ago, two months ago, if Bayern would be playing a bunch of subs against Hertha Berlin in this match, I would have said absolutely. We would be seeing Tell, Gravenberg, probably Stanisic, probably Mizrawi, something. We're not going to see any of them, uh, at least the way I'm seeing things right now. I think that the Tuchel is going to go out and really treat this like a final. He needs to win this. So recap of the my guest starting 11, Summer at goalie. We will see Delict and Upamakano at center backs, Cancelo at left back, Pavar at right back. Kimmich and Gretzka in the midfield, Musiala at the 10, Mane at the 9, Sané and Coman at the 7 and the 11. What do you think about that lineup? Can it get the job done? Listen, I know a lot of people are down right now about Bayern Munich. I know people are not feeling it. it. This has been a really tough spell. You know, I've heard the sentiment that, you know, when the season has really regressed to this point for Bayern Munich, maybe it's best for the Bundesliga if someone else does win it, it will show Bayern Munich that you can't approach things like they have this season. <sighs> that sentiment, while being good for the Bundesliga, is probably true. It would be awful for a Bayern Munich fan because it would represent a terrible collapse. It would represent a poor mentality on this team. 
despite the fact that th- there is a ton of talent, it has underperformed. And it has put itself in this place where it's now chasing points at the end of the season, trying to catch Borussia Dortmund. It's a very, very bad situation to be in. Where this team was before the World Cup break, even coming out of the break to where it is now, it's it's extremely disappointing. You know, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum about the fault that the board has in this, that the squad planners have in this. They created this issue. They didn't account for Sadio Mane potentially not being a fit with the club. They didn't account for needing a real number nine to take over and giving us the nonsense that Thomas Muller and Eric Maxim Chupomoting would be able to hold down the fort and Sadio Mane would be able to play some striker as well. Hasn't worked. I mean, you could really look at Brazo and Marco Nepp and, and, and push some blame on them just like you could Oliver Kahn and Herbert Heiner. The, the, that quartet is under fire right now, and rightfully so, because in a lot of ways, the faults of this season that has put Bayern Munich in this position to be chasing points, it's on them. It's on them. Now, as you know, if you've listened to me, I don't recuse the players from any blame on this either, because there's way too much talent for this team to fold like it has and to be so weak mentally that they have bowed out of the Pokal, that they let City run roughshod over them in the Champions League, and that they have put themselves in this spot where they're getting smoked by mines one week and giving its fan base the doubt that they can even pull off three points against Hertha Berlin this week. It's a terrible, terrible mentality that this team has exhibited over the past two months. And it could be from a number of contributing reasons. The coaching change, frustrations within the team, interpersonal dynamics where some of these players might not like each other. Uh, we have Listen, when you have Mane slapping Sané, when you have Cancelo willfully bowing out of celebrating with his teammates, these are all bad things. Graven Burke going to the media several times rather than just picking up his cell phone, calling Brazo or Marco Nepp and wanting to discuss his role and what he was told when he transferred compared to what is happening now. There's a lot going on in this team. You've taken veteran players, veteran leadership like Manuel Neuer and taken him out of the mix with his injury. And I think, you know, our guy Phil Quinn maybe said it best. It's not that that Neuer, that, that Summer has been bad. It's just that Neuer's not there. And the way that Neuer plays allows Bayern Munich to do so many different things with how it possesses the ball, how it attacks, and the confidence it can have in using that goalkeeper in a sweeper-keeper fashion, someone that can come out and like make plays, someone you can involve in the passing game and the possession game and the build-up, can't necessarily do all of those things with Summer. And it has changed Bayern Munich just a bit, which is something we have seen over, over the years anytime Neuer has been out. So uh, there are a lot of things that are going on with this team, and there's a lot of blame to be placed. But right now, for this match, the team just needs three points. Will they get it? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-0 victory. I think for as much as Bayern Munich is frustrated and for as much as they are playing poorly, Hertha Berlin is at rock bottom. I don't think there's any getting up from where Hertha Berlin is. I think they are going to get relegated. I think they are really in a tough spot, even though they do have some talent on their roster. It's just not good right now. That talent doesn't mesh well. Nothing's working in Hertha Berlin. So perfect matchup for Bayern Munich when they need three points. 
That's about it for this preview show. As always, you can get me on Twitter at the Barrel Blog. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get our tweetmeister Tom Adams at Tommy Adams seventy one. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You get all of our wonderful and talented writers and podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We will be covering this game heavily. You will get all of our normal stuff, our live blog, our observations, our awards, our post-game pod, all of it. Uh, We will have everything for you. If you want to, you can check out the weekend warm-up podcast, which will be dropping on Thursday at some point. So we are hoping that uh, we get to see three points. We are hoping that there's some reason for fans to get excited after this weekend. Bayern Munich fans need it. The team needs it. And uh, it should be a fun one just because we're going to get a chance to see a game that means something. So uh, take that for what it's worth. We will see you next time.